Hello everybody and welcome, welcome, welcome to the Health and Sports Show. My name is Tom Butterfield and I'm tickled pink to be your host today, it's true. And that's because today I'm answering a specific question that was asked by one of my clients and I like to do that because it gives value and uh, helps people maybe make some decisions that otherwise they wouldn't have made. So they wanted to know which probiotic or probiotics they should take in order to improve their gut health. So I did a bit of research, as I do, lots of research because I'm a bit of a geek, and uh, and came up with some uh, some answers or certainly some information anyway that would hopefully help to give some kind of informed decision. So shall we get started? Uh, we're pretty obsessed with viruses at the moment, aren't we? It's kind of been in the news once or twice over the last two years. But did you know that viruses, bacteria, microbes and fungi are all over and inside our body? <laughs> yeah, that's right. But if kept in the right balance, these can actually contribute to making us both healthier and happier. You've probably seen or heard TV adverts mention a community of healthy bacteria that live inside our gut. Well, this is known as the microbiome, and it's made up of tens of trillions of bacteria, viruses, microbes, and fungi, like we said before. Now, to put this into perspective, we also have trillions of cells that make up our entire body. Which then raises the question, we're going to get deep here, does the microbe live on and with us or do we live around the microbiome? <laughs> I know, right? Mind-blowing stuff, <laughs> real deep stuff. You didn't expect that, did you? Well, we tend to think of these uh, little critters as being uh, a negative usually, don't we? You think of germs and bacteria and viruses being a negative. However, the more we research the microbiome, the more we can see that there is definitely a good side and an undoubted level of symbiosis at play within the microbiome. Just like in, in nature, for example, you've got the shark and the pilot fish uh, that help each other, protect each other, keep uh, the pilot fish help to uh, clean the shark and what have you, get parasites off. And then the sea anemone uh, and the hermit crab, where the sea anemone helps to uh, protect the hermit crab. So we rely on a thriving, healthy microbiome just as much as it relies on us. So that symbiotic relationship. And through research, there's now links showing that improvement in the microbiome, uh, so we could sort of interchange that with saying uh, improved gut health, can help with a variety of mental health disorders as well. And I'm sure you know, 10 years ago, if we'd said that problems with the gut health could actually be contributing towards depression or anxiety, you probably would have been laughed out of the room. But now not only these uh, mental health issues, we're also finding links to microbiome irregularities and obesity, diabetes, and a host of other health conditions. And we've really only started to scratch the surface with understanding uh, what the microbiome actually does and how it affects us. It's, you know, the, the deeper you go down the rabbit hole, the more 
interesting, fascinating and exciting it becomes thinking what we're going to find out in the future, at least to a, a health geek like me anyway. So as I was asked before, what probiotics should I take in order to prove, improve my gut health? So this isn't the first time I've been asked this question of should I take uh, probiotics in order to improve my gut health? And my answer to this is usually a yes, but perhaps it's not in the way you're thinking. So just stick in with me and uh, I'll answer this question as I move through the rest of this uh, episode. So first, as I'll say with everyone, before we try and fix something, we first need to try and understand what it is we're dealing with first. So let's take a look at how the gut works. Now, the gut, which is made up of the small and large intestine, has a few main tasks. But the microbiome actually covers the whole of the skin and also uh, everything from the mouth down to the colon as well. But what the gut does is it, uh, first of all, it extracts energy from food. Secondly, it can absorb nutrients and water, so your, your vitamins and minerals. And then third, it reduces waste products, so all the stuff that we uh, don't want to keep, all the stuff that goes down the loo, <laughs> to put it nicely. So therefore, if our uh, gut is not working efficiently, then this can actually go on to lead to uh, potentially a huge list of problems if issues aren't identified and improved. So probiotics aim to improve the amount of healthy bacteria in our gut in order to allow the microbiome to protect the gut and to keep it working efficiently. One of the most common ways to take probiotics is through supplements. So that's usually what people expect me to say is what capsules they can take and which ones we recommend, which there are some that we do recommend, uh, but there are some other options as well. There are literally thousands of these supplements to choose from, and it, it can be quite overwhelming when we try to uh, pick the right one for you, because it all depends on what you're looking to improve. But let's just back up a little bit, because before we go into the whole capsule supplement side, we can look at a few other things uh, to try and get the basics right first. So first, we need to take a look at our basic diet, supplementing a diet that's full of processed foods, refined carbohydrates, uh, processed sugars and meats, etc., with a wonderful expensive probiotic is uh, it's a bit like putting glitter on a turd, in all honesty. <laughs> it might sparkle a little bit, but you're not going to look to keep it. It's a turd after all, isn't it? So <laughs> we're looking to uh, improve that basic diet, first of all. So that's the step one, is to eat a diet that includes a wide variety of fresh vegetables, uh, legumes, pulses, fruits, and uh, foods that are generally high in natural fiber. The closer these foods are to their natural form, the better. Eating a microwave bean and vegetable chili from a packet isn't really what we're looking for. Try and buy it fresh and then cook it yourself so you know what's in it. Step two could be to improve or increase the amount of fermented foods in your diet, because these act as a wonderful natural probiotic. 
So examples of these are kombucha, which is a fermented tea. We have kimchi, which are fermented vegetables, very common in Asia, especially Korea. We have kefir, which is a fermented milk product. We have sauerkraut, which is usually a fermented cabbage, but you can also add lots of other different types of vegetables in there as well. I like to grate a bit of carrot into mine, in all honesty. Um, and we also have some yogurt as well, but this yogurt must include live cultures. It doesn't count if it's just a normal uh, Greek yogurt. must have some kind of live cultures in there. Now, you can purchase these from uh, supermarkets. You can get them online as well. Or even better, you can learn to make them yourselves. Our third step. Now, with step three and four, these kind of count for everything. <laughs> okay, so you can sort of extrapolate this into the everything pile. But step three is to get good quantity and quality of sleep. It sort of goes without saying that if you don't sleep enough, it can lead to other health issues. Uh, but research has also shown that just like us, our natural uh, microbiome has a circadian rhythm, which is how they sort of awake energy, sleep to rest and recover. And they benefit from us sleeping well just as much as we do. And step four is to try and reduce or minimize stress as much as possible. Excess prolonged periods of stress in our lives have been shown to have a very detrimental effect on our microbiome. And just a quick mention that, uh, but an, an important mention is that every time we take antibiotics, it not only helps to clear the infection or pathology we're looking to get rid of, it also wipes our microbiome as well. So this can lead to a potential overgrowth of bad bacteria such as candida into areas we don't want it. And this can potentially go on and lead to uh, conditions such as SIBO, which is small intestine bacterial overgrowth. And I believe that in some countries, I'll have to check this to be sure, but I've heard anecdotally that some countries where you take an antibiotic you'll actually be prescribed a probiotic at the same time in order to help speed up and restore that balance of your natural microbiome. So now that we've got ourselves doing the basics well, we've got our steps one to four, we can now look at our probiotic supplements. And like I said, there are plenty of them. On the whole, if you're doing steps one to four well, then you shouldn't have too much need for probiotic supplementation in theory. <laughs> However, everyone's different and life is not lived in theory. Okay. So there are certain populations such as people with uh, ulcerative colitis, certain uh, inflammatory bowel conditions, and, um, you know, have had bowel conditions in the past or gut problems in the past, like celiac disease. Those sorts of people may well respond better or require a probiotic better because their ability to absorb nutrients into their gut has been adversely affected already. But if you are looking to take probiotics, then there's definitely 
a couple of simple tips that I can give you when you're trying to search through these thousands of supplements. Uh, first of all, check or ask that the capsules are enteric coated. So it's E-N-T-E-R-I-C coated uh, capsules. They should be enteric coated capsules. If you want to see how these are all spelt and, and things, I have actually put a version of this presentation or this episode up onto our YouTube channel as well. So you can uh, find that in the show notes below if you want to go and have a look at that as well. There's a few extra little bits and bobs I put in there for a bit of fun as well. Some quotes from uh, films and what have you to make it a little bit more interesting. So uh, you can go and have a look at that if you need to. But having the enteric coated capsules gives us a greater chance of the probiotic actually reaching your gut rather than the capsule being dissolved in the gastric juices of your stomach. Also on the packet, you'll notice that uh, there are a certain number of CFUs contained in each capsule. Now, this number should be at least 5 billion. If it's less than that, then just move on to the next one. It's probably a cheaper option and not really worth your while. And like I said before, there are a couple of brands that we do trust, and we've put some links to their products in the uh, description and show notes of this episode. But overall, probiotics are really interesting, and no doubt that we'll learn more about how the probiotics work and how effective they are, and then which probiotic is best for each individual as we start to learn and understand more about the microbiome. So sort of reverse engineering, really. But even though there's no definitive answer to how effective probiotic supplements are, we should always remember that uh, we should listen to our bodies. Now, if you're taking a supplement of any kind, but certainly a probiotic, and you've noticed a good improvement or a noticeable improvement since taking them, then that should be good enough reason for you to continue. If you're not sure if there's any change, then obviously you can stop taking them. They're not prescribed medications or anything like that. Uh, you could stop taking them temporarily and then just make either a mental or written note uh, to see if you do feel any difference. Just see it as an experiment, which of course, that's what our health and our life really is, just one big experiment to find out what works best for you. So let's summarize those things that we can do to help our microbiome. So step one was to improve our diet. So try and minimize and restrict the amount of processed foods that we have in our diet. See if we can replace them with nice, fresh, uh, well-sourced vegetables, legumes, uh, meat as well. You know, don't, I don't want you to think that this is just a vegetarian diet you need to go for. But again, you want to be looking for well-sourced meats rather than the processed meats. Step two is to increase the amount of fermented foods in your diet. So we've got our kombucha, we've got our kimchi, we have kefir, we have sauerkraut, and then we've got our yogurts with live cultures in them. Step three is to try and get good quantity and quality of sleep. This is important, not just for our microbiome, but for our bodies and minds as a whole. And step four, again, falls into that category of minimizing stress. If you can minimize stress, again, not just helping the microbiome, it reduces the amount of uh, cortisol in our body, which is a stress hormone, which can go on to cause other health issues. If you can do those, that's a great place to start before you even look at 
pop in any capsules or probiotic pills. But if you do look for probiotic supplement, then remember your enteric coated capsules will help the good stuff inside get down to where it needs to get to rather than getting completely fizzled in the uh, stomach acid. And then also look for the amount of CFUs. Look at that on the uh, label. We've got an example label on our YouTube channel of this uh, episode. So you can pop onto there if you like. Again, it's in the show notes if you want to. And you can see the amount of CFUs should be above 5 billion. But thank you for listening. Take care of yourselves and we'll see you at the next episode. Bye bye.